Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour Friday edition. We're glad you're with us. Bob Getty broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio right here in Hattiesburg. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And we're happy to say very good friends of ours. A great place to take your family for dinner tonight would be Dickie's Barbecue right here in Hattiesburg. Full show. Let's get right to it. Patrick McGee from Dolan.com coming on board later. But right now we've got Lee Roberts back on the show with us. Lee, of course, no stranger to our audience and the uh, play-by-play voice of ESPN Plus, uh, broadcasting both women and men's basketball uh, when it's played at Re Green. And so, Lee, I appreciate you coming on. I know you had a, a busy week. Let's start last night uh, with the dramatic uh, win that Southern Miss enjoyed over Georgia State, 82-75. Lady Eagles trailing by eight points with just four minutes and ten seconds left in the game, and then they go on a ten-to-nothing run for a really nice win. Well, you know, it was just one of those games where it was it was back and forth, you know, all night long, 13 different lead changes. You know, Southern Miss at one point had only led by a few minutes. They finished the game leading by almost 20. So, in, indeed, a, a great comeback, as you said, where they, they were down late and able to go on a 10-0 run, but – you know, it was it was some great play by not just one person or two people. I mean, it was a, a group effort, group effort by this Lady Eagle team. And you know, and you and I talked before the show started. You know, we had a chance to talk to Lonnie Cornfield, and you know, she we we talked briefly about Julie McNellis and just the impact she has on her team. But this team has responded. I mean, in a very difficult time, a very difficult situation. Uh, they were on a on a seven game losing skid. They came home, have now won two straight. So they, they've got a chance now to really turn this season back around and and get back on track to where they started and really where they uh, finished last season. But a team that really just has a, a never quit, never down type attitude and uh, just it, it's a joy to watch. I mean, women's basketball at Southern Miss is a uh, carries a lot of tradition, and it's it's a team that really gets after it, and they're super fun to watch. Yeah, I encourage people as much as I can. Please get out and support these ladies. They're every bit as competitive as as any men's game you'll ever see. With all due respect to men's basketball, uh, these these young women are, are really something. You made the perfect choice in in getting uh, Lonnie Cornfield on last night. She was sacrificing her kind of small body. All, all over the floor. And another kid that just had a great night was Malia Grayson with 18 points and 16 rebounds, Lee. 
Yeah, no, both both kids played well. I mean, we we've talked all year long about what Don Davis has done. You know, Malia Grayson, I know um, Morgan Seeper started the year really, really strong. Jacoria Bracey, we actually featured Jacoria in the opening because she coming off a double double, but you know, had the chance to sit down and talk to Lonnie Cornfield last night. She's the junior out of uh out of Coweta, New York, or Gowanda, New York rather. Um what what a delight. I mean, a, a polite young lady, but I, I say that graciously because sitting next to her, very polite. What I saw on the court, not so polite. I mean, she's a she's a five six frame that you're right brings a lot of energy. And you know, there was, she she left the game at the end of the first half with a little bit of an injury, elbow injury. wasn't sure what it was going to entail. The second half, it didn't slow her down. She came out the second half. I think made the first two buckets for the Lady Eagles. Got them on a little bit of a run. Um, and, and yeah, just a, a lot of fun. She brings a lot of energy. And then you mentioned Malia Grayson. You know, we've talked about. Uh, Malia, before she's the Hattiesburg native, uh, decided to stay right here in Hattiesburg to go to school. And, you know, what a, what a special decision that was and a special pickup for Coach McNellis. And, wow, she's a, she's a dominating force underneath. Uh, she's a lady that can, can really score in the paint. She's got a nice little jump shot as well. But where she uses it, she uses her body in the paint to, to get rebounds, sometimes her own rebounds, and, and really finish with a career night. No question. Another kid, though, that's mean on the floor, but just as nice as she can be off the floor. And uh, so, you, and you saw another great game the night before the uh, the uh, the men's game against Arkansas State. Literally goes down to, to the last second of the game, but that was a gutsy performance as well by the men's team this week, Lee. It, it was. I mean, because this was an Arkansas State team that you know really came in, and we talked to their coach, Coach Hudson, before the game, and kind of what he told us was. Hey, we're going to be a team that airs it outside, and we're also going to drive and, and go at the hole. So there really was not a whole lot in between, and that's exactly what we saw. So really good defensive performance by this Southern Miss team. Again, a team that plays super good inside Reed Green Coliseum uh, at one point over the span of last year and part of this year, I think a 17-game home winning streak. Uh, they That was snapped, but they're, they've got one started again. And, man, a team that just plays with a lot of heart, a lot of uh, fun. They've been playing also without a couple different players. Uh, Carbello, uh, Andre Carbello has been out with injury. Uh, Victor Hart has been out with injury. Not sure what their status will be for tomorrow, but guys that have needed to have stepped up. I mean, Victor Iwako, a guy that uh, finished with a double-double on Wednesday, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Crowley, we know what AC can do. I mean, he finished with 25 points, played in 39 minutes. He, he doesn't come off the court. And then uh, Donovan Ivory, another guy that that stepped up his game as well. And those those are the guys who are going to have to, you know, Mo Arnold's seen a lot more time, a lot more playing time um, since Carbello's out. And then you know, Kobe Montgomery. You know, we've talked a lot about that guy. Kind of kind of the guy that started the year off the bench has moved into a starting role just with with some injuries, and uh, he he brings a lot as well. Yeah, they played though. I thought with a whole lot of courage. And you want to get Victor Hart back asap. I, I thought coming in. You know, prior to his injury, he he was a big part of the offensive attack, Lee. No, he was. I mean, he's a guy that averages, you know, over 13 points a game, had started every game up to the point where, you know, he left uh, due to injury, uh, has had a double-double, you know, scored in double-figure games, you know, more than 10 times this year, and a guy that can really attack the rim and does a great job for this team. He's He's been sorely missed, and if they can get him back, he'll be a huge addition. And, you know, just like the women, uh, again, this is a team that defending, you know, regular season conference champs. They've got a chance to to really go on a run here. You know, just the the two conference losses. They've got 
a lot of opportunity, but a big, big contest coming in town this weekend. Right, and a rare double header, really rare. I'd love to see it all the time, but you're going to have the women playing at noon, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong about the times, and then the men follow. Isn't that immediately after the women's game, Lee? Is that how it's set up? Yeah, it's it's listed for a two thirty start. We know that won't happen. Um, the the ladies' games, you know, usually goes two hours and five, two hours and eight minutes, give or take. And you know, they'll have to give the men about thirty minutes, I would think, to to get warmed up. So by the time they get the court cleared, the guys get the opportunity to come on for warm ups. Uh, I would think it would be closer to more of a, a two forty five start, but um, but for for purposes, it's listed at, at two thirty. So. Yeah. Hey, don't be late to the men's because you, hopefully they're going to be here watching the women's play. I mean, you yeah. don't get an opportunity really to have a doubleheader like this. And, uh, you know, we're getting the welcome back, you know, ULM for the women's. Lauren Gross, who left Southern Miss, transferred to ULM. She's, you know, been a dominating starter for uh, the Warhawks. She's going to come back for her first uh, first ever meeting back inside of Reed Green since leaving. And, you know, and then, you know, you welcome Troy, again, a team that, that beat Southern Miss last weekend. And, uh, a lot to be said about this Troy team. So uh, a very good doubleheader coming in town tomorrow. Yeah, this big game for the men, too, because uh, believe it or not, I mean, they're they're pretty high up in the standings, relatively speaking, and uh, a win over Troy could really put the men's team in pretty good shape, Lee. Uh, it will. I mean, obviously it will, and, and we know this team can. I mean, you know, Troy kind of had their way with Southern Miss uh, last Saturday at home, but Again, this is a team that plays better inside the greenhouse, and I fully expect this team to come in fully ready. Um, second game of a of a series is usually a little more difficult for the team that won the prior game, you know. So I fully expect this team to come in with uh, with their weapons really wide open, and and hopefully get a chance to see Hart back and, and maybe Carbello. Who who knows? Yeah, real quick, uh, you, you mentioned Lauren uh, Lauren Gross coming back, who was a big, big member of the team last year. There's a kid on the on the women's team that played for Georgia State last year. Gosh, this has just become commonplace, hasn't it? It's almost every game there's somebody that transferred from one school or multiple players who transferred from one school to another league. Yeah, Nala Jean is is the guard that transferred from Georgia State last year, so her first year, you know, with uh, with the Lady Eagles and. You know, it's kind of funny. Larry and I were actually talking about that on air a little bit last night. I mean, it's just going to be what you see in college sports now. I mean, the transfer portal is what it is. Kids are going to have the opportunity to uh, get in the portal and try to go somewhere else to try to get that playing time. But it was really neat to see how Nyla Jean competed against her former team, especially late in the game, hit a crucial free throw, then missed a free throw, got her own rebound, put up the yeah. uh, put up the layup. She made the final three points of the game, and then afterwards – you know, she's able to put all that behind her, go see some of her former teammates, right. give some high fives and some hugs. So it, it was really yeah. neat to see. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I thought the Georgia K, the Georgia State kid showed a lot of class last night uh, at the end of the game. A lot of sportsmanship on the floor, and that's what you want to see. All right, Absolutely, Lee, you do. We appreciate you, and uh, look forward to having you back on the show real soon, and uh, see you tomorrow at Reed Green. All right, sounds good, man. See you then. All right, Lee Roberts, everybody. Play-by-play voice, ESPN+. Plus. Handles all the men and women's basketball games. Doubleheader. Women start at 12 o'clock. Not just the men's team playing now, everybody. The women play at 12 o'clock. They deserve your support. Good day of basketball tomorrow on the campus. All right, when we come back, switch gears. A lot of changes in New Orleans. NFL football all weekend. Patrick McGee's the go-to guy for that. He's next.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank our good friend Lee Roberts uh, for analyzing and uh, talking about men and women's basketball on the campus all weekend. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net on Hardy Street. Stop by tomorrow before the games and to pick yourself up some basketball apparel from Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street. And remind you about the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour is Genesis of Hattiesburg. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the best vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West, Hattiesburg. All right, Patrick McGee, NOLA.com. He's on the Eagle Hour, as he is every Friday. And uh, All right, Patrick, let's get right to it. The New Orleans Saints are different today than they were this time last week. How? Uh, well, they fired their offensive coordinator. Um, Pete Carmichael's out, so they're, they're, you know, the search begins. Uh, they've already put in requests for interviews and stuff like that, so, I mean, just all indications are is they're looking for guys, you know, not, you know, offensive coordinator position. I can list off the guys they've requested. Uh, Zach Robinson is quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator for the Rams. Shane Waldron, uh, Seahawks offensive coordinator, and Dan Pitcher, who is the uh, Bengals quarterback's coach. So some guys have had some success and been part of successful staffs, and uh, we'll see. It, it seems they're going hoping to hit the mark with somebody who's on the rise, but uh, there's also John Gruden out there as a potential option. Hmm. Uh, somebody they're considering as, as you know, part of the staff in some way. I don't know. I, I, we'll see. Uh, Jay Gruden, his brother, kind of shot that down this week. Sees it as, as a bit of a long shot as far as Gruden joining the staff. But, yeah, I mean, it's – we'll see. I mean, uh, Allen kind of talked up this offense, you know, this year. Is, you know, he, he liked what he saw of it, out of it for much of the season. I'm sure he would like to see much of the same, but more consistency and a better ground game. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I think it makes sense to bring in somebody from the outside, uh, somebody who isn't necessarily trying to do the exact same thing the Saints have been trying to do uh, with Carmichael and previously Peyton. Things have kind of just trended the wrong direction. Uh, so we'll see. John Gruden, that's fascinating to hear that name. Uh, would John Gruden come back in the league as a coordinator after the runs he had as a as a head coach, Patrick? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, Gruden doesn't seem like a guy who would enjoy, you know, being, you know, and that's basically what Jay Gruden said uh, is that you know if Gruden's going to be back in the league, he would be a head coach. But I, I don't know if John Gruden is going to get another chance to be a head coach. Uh, he's a pretty controversial figure. Uh, got exposed through some emails that leaked out, you know, right or wrong, or however that happened. It still makes him look really bad. Uh, and it would, it would, it would be difficult, probably, for some players to really kind of want to play for somebody who has said those things. So mm-hmm. that said, uh, you know, I, Gruden was kind of brought on on occasion just to kind of. Uh, you know, work with Derek Carr and, you know, help him kind of ease his way into the Saints offense. So he's already been around the Saints a little bit. Um, but it, it just remains to be seen. I, I think, you know, if really, if you look at what Gruden and Carr did with the Raiders, I mean, they were okay offensively, but I mean, shoot, they never really did anything big together, you know? Oh, okay. So I, I don't really see how Gruden can be just the fix. I, I just don't, I, I just, I'm just not, I'm just skeptical of that. Jay Gruden was the successful offensive coordinator of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals before yeah. he became the head coach of the Redskins, and he had some success there. I, clearly, the coach there hasn't been the problem as much as the ownership was, but he's 
He's another pretty well-known name you just don't hear much about, Patrick. Is there is there a black mark against him for some reason? No, I you know, I don't know. I it's, you know, he he's he's a different guy. You know, he's he's very different a lot of other personality-wise uh compared to the rest of the NFL. So maybe that makes him kind of an awkward fit right now. He has really a you know, a strange background. And his last stint as offensive coordinator for the Jaguars didn't go very well. That was the year they went one and fifteen, I think it was. Uh so I you know, just momentum hasn't hit his way. Uh Matthew Paris on our staff did a list of potential candidates to be Saints offensive coordinator and he did throw Jay Gruden's name in there along with John Gruden. Um so I don't know. Uh you know uh Jay Gruden I think has been like an offensive analyst or some something of that sort for the Rams here recently. So he's not out mm-hmm. of the league entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, there's there's guys on the way up in the league and it does make sense to kind of pursue those guys. Uh, you know, right now, like a pitcher or a Robinson. Uh, but, you know, what what kind of a sales pitch do the Saints have to offer with Dennis Allen? You know, obviously he's going to be on the hot seat this year uh, if they don't make the playoffs for a fourth consecutive season, third with him in charge. Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, it's there's, things will shake out. And if, if they interview the guys they've requested, those are, those are solid options. What about uh... – Prominent New Orleans players whose whose career as a Saint may have been concluded, and you would think may not be on the team next year. Any big names there? Well, I mean, Michael Thomas is kind of an obvious one. Uh, it seems likely that he won't be with the team next year. Things were kind of weird off the field with him this season. He was able to play a little bit more, but he got injured again. Uh, you know, I think Alvin Kamara. Somebody's possibly mentioned his trade. You know. In a potential trade, I, I don't think so, but it, that's something to ponder. And then you have, you know, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, guys that are kind of up there in the years. Demario played at a high level. Apparently, Jordan played through injury for a good uh, chunk of the season. Marshawn Lattimore uh, is. We actually had a story I think published this morning. People should check out uh, that there's there is a possibility that he could potentially be used in a trade as well. Mm-hmm. The Saints have to get younger, I think, across the board. Mickey Loomis kind of shot down the suggestion that the team is too old or whatever, but it is basically the oldest team in the NFL, and at some point uh, you have to kind of reload in young talent, and you can often do that by just you know trading away guys like Lattimore for, for more trade pick, tra- uh, for more draft picks. So, right. All right. Yeah, there's there's a lot of moves uh, that could be made in the offseason. Important offseason for New Orleans, I think. Yeah, I mean, everyone's important, but I mean, this year was, was super important. 2023 season was critical for them to kind of punch their way into the postseason because it seemed like they were set up to do that and they just didn't take advantage. Right. Uh, it, it was, it was apparent Carr probably paid through injury for much of the year and he just went quiet. So. All, right. All right. I want to, in the last three and a half minutes we got left, I want your analysis. Texas, Baltimore. The Tex, was, the Texans in Baltimore, my Texans, uh, well, I mean, it, you know the Ravens haven't have had a tough time kind of coming through in this position in recent years. You know and they just haven't in the in the play, in the postseason. Lamar just hasn't been at his best. But in that situation, I think with the way the offense has played this year, uh, what Todd Munkin has done with that group, I would I would have to go with Baltimore on its home field. Uh, Texans have played very well. Uh, first year head coach has done a, a, exceptional there. Uh, young quarterback, I, I, but I, in this situation, it's just hard to see them overcoming yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson in the Ravens. I would agree. That's blue in the background, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, a, a sort of a co-host on the show as well, and somebody <laughs> we like a lot. All right, San Francisco, Green Bay. Uh, 
I like – I mean, Green Bay's got the momentum right now, it feels like, you know, uh, just the way that they did in the Cowboys. But, again, I mean, the 49ers are just really, I think, across the board have the best roster, the best starting lineup on both sides of the ball uh, compared to just about anybody. Uh, whether that wins the Super Bowl, I don't know. But it, I, I just don't see how it's not the 49ers. Yeah, I agree with you there. Detroit-Tampa, I think that's interesting. I think that's going to be a good football game. Yeah, it's just it's, that game kind of brings me back to the days of the, you know, the the creamsicle uniforms and the, the really bad Lions teams. And for these two teams, I mean, the playoffs are kind of weird. Uh, but the Lions are, I think, are too good. Uh, the Buccaneers, you know, Mayfield's played pretty well at times this year. But I, I mean, I, I'd have to go in all Lions. All right, and then the nightcap Sunday when the whole nation outside of the state of Missouri will be praying that Kansas City does not go back to the Super Bowl. That's just an editorial comment on my part. Uh, Kansas City at Buffalo, Patrick. Well, I mean, late in the season, the Bills were clearly the better team. Uh, the Chiefs kind of sputtered uh, there late. So, I, I, you know, it's in Buffalo. You know, it's a game in January. The Chiefs certainly are good at playing in tough conditions as well. But uh, the Bills have just played better football lately, and, uh, and I just have to go with Buffalo. So what we're looking at, and I think you and I are in total agreement, we're going to see Detroit and San Francisco and Baltimore and Buffalo in the championship games. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, I know Buffalo and Baltimore, but those are kind of cities that aren't that, you know, that that would be a fun, NFC, you know, AFC-NFC championship games, I think. Yeah, I agree. Those are all the best teams, and I think those are the four teams that not all of them are probably going to get through, but, you know, I, I like their odds of punching their way into the, NFC, the championship right. games. Well, let's say this one more time, because we've never in our lifetime pretty much been able to say it. The Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. How does that sound, Patrick? I think the whole country would be pulling for Detroit to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, <laughs> the idea of uh, Buffalo-Detroit Super Bowl is just kind of weird. <laughs> you know, Buffalo's had plenty of shots, can't quite do it, and, and Lions have just never even really come close. So that I, I, I'm all in for, for a game like that. That would actually be two teams that have never won the Super Bowl. Am I right, right. about that? Yeah, yeah, I don't think the Lions, Lions have never been. Yeah, the Lions uh, have so, to be the story of the year, Patrick. Yeah, but, I mean, I think everybody kind of saw this coming, coming, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they're a talented team. Campbell's done a great job. It's a team that's well put together. It's, I think a lot of Saints fans look and see what they've done up there. Campbell's a former Saints assistant. Uh, they see the Lions as, a, as an example to kind of get back to. There you go. All right, well, we'll we'll see how accurate, man, you were this time next week. My best regards to Blue. And uh, you guys have a good weekend together. All right. Thanks, Bob. Patrick McGee, everybody, from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. And NOLA, and I'm sorry, used to be with the Biloxi Sun-Herald. Forgive me. NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. That's who Patrick works for now. All right. Eagle Hour continues. Stay with us. 30 more minutes to go. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, I want to thank Patrick McGee and Lee Roberts for joining me early in the program, talking about Southern Miss basketball and New Orleans Saints football. And this segment sponsored by uh, our good friends at Fourth Street Bar and Grill, right in the shadow of the Rock. Great place for a great lunch, five days a week. Great place to go enjoy some big games over the weekend and uh, get yourself some good food and camaraderie and. 
We promise you'll have a good time at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Also, hello to our friends at Mo Bay Beignet Company, 2902 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, where you can get delicious beignets when you walk in, a variety of hot and cold coffees, other drinks as well. You can check out their Facebook page, or you can simply Google them at uh, Mo Bay Beignet Company Hattiesburg and, uh, and get all the details. Let's go back to the Mississippi Gulf Coast this time, not New Orleans, but our good friend, Patrick Irby from Anatomy's Fitness Club is down on the Gulf Coast today. Am I right about that? You're on the Gulf Coast, Patrick. Uh, no, am I? Oh, yeah, I am at the moment. Okay. Right. <laughs> Had me confused for a second. Yes, I am down. I spent some time with my mom. Well, that's, a, that's always a great thing to do. And uh, yeah, uh, our best to her. I met her actually with you a couple, a month or two ago, I think, at the, the Movie Star Restaurant, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, look, she had the best time, and she has not quit talking about that meal. Well, you never get a bad meal at the Movie Star, Patrick. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> the only problem is exactly. I always eat too much before I leave. That's what I'm saying. You usually get two or three meals in one sitting, so <laughs> you have to learn to pace yourself. Yeah, that's right. Well, Patrick, I wanted to uh, talk to you. Uh, first time we've had you back on the show in the new year, and of course, this is the time of year where everybody makes all these resolutions about what they're going to do. I don't think you're a big resolution guy. You're more of a of a health guy and finding out just how getting in better physical shape can help you in so many ways. Is that correct? Right, right. And, um, man, in our industry, we use so many cliches to try to, you know, spark interest and, and, and reconnect with, uh, you know, get them to start exercising more, you know, and, and, uh, my thing is like, I don't want to make any more cliches. I want to make commitments. Mm-hmm. And, um, it takes, a, it takes a commitment to, uh, to stick with it, you know, an exercise program or some type of, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, that it pays dividends. It, it pays it exponentially. You know, when, when you do stick with it, you stay the course, even on the days you go, you know, it, it becomes a discipline and, uh, but man, it enhances every area of your life. Yeah, that uh, makes things so much better and, and, and um, makes life more worth living. You're, there's no question about that. You told me a fascinating story here at the radio station earlier this week about a 90-year-old man. And, and of course, the, the point here is if you're thinking to yourself, I'm too old to start working out and get myself in better shape. Tell them about this 90-year-old guy, Patrick. Well, the, the article, oh, my gosh, where, where was it? It was uh, the Washington Post. And it's about a gentleman in Ireland. He's 93, and he is the um, indoor rowing champion in his age bracket in the world, the 90 to 94 age bracket. But what what's got everyone's attention? You know, the, like they're studying and measuring uh, his uh, metabolic um, output, his his uh, lung capacity, cardiovascular health, all these things. Uh, they're measuring these things to try to understand the impacts of exercise. In an older individual, you know, 93, that's, that's kind of off the chart, right? The, the deal that's got them so interested in this is he didn't begin exercising until he was 72. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and, and I look at that and of course I'm, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken, but I'm not anywhere near 93. The, the deal is, is like, you know, if anybody could make excuses, why? Exercise probably is not the most comfortable thing to do. Or, you know, at 72, he's like, oh, I don't need to start anything new. I've lived this long. I'm doing well. All my, You know, you hear everybody say, all my numbers are great and all this stuff. But, you know, it just shows you. And that's what's got them so interested is, like, it, it debunks a lot of myths 
that you're too old to begin. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, regardless of the, the challenges that you face with time constraints, or, um, financial constraints, or, you know, mobility issues, or certain health issues, you know, I, I have not seen anyone yet that some form of exercise would not help them. Oh, I think you, and, and I think every doctor on the planet would, would back you up a thousand percent on that, Patrick. I've never, yeah, well, I've I never would, heard a doctor that said, no, I don't want you to exercise. I don't think that would be good for you. <laughs> right, right. I mean, outside of some like extreme circumstances, and even then it's just for a moment. Correct. You know, because eventually movement is life and um, the, um, the, the, the benefits of, of uh, living an active lifestyle, you know, gosh, not just physically, but emotionally and. Right, for in, sure. um, in, in, in every way, you know, yeah. so it's something we believe in. It's something that um, our team is committed to, and, and we're doing a, a better job now than ever of helping people get connected to something they enjoy so that it's not so much a burden, but something that we can um, we can all look forward to. Yeah, it's no coincidence that uh, you can go to the hospital, have surgery, and the day after the surgery, they got you up moving. Moving, they moving, sure moving. They don't want you laying still. <laughs> they want you moving, right, Patrick? That's right. That's right. Movement well, is life. Well, I'm I'm obviously very familiar uh, with your fine business, Anatomies, and um, I'm proud to say I've uh, been going there for, I've, I've forgotten how many years it is now, Patrick. It's been a long time. Uh, it seems like yesterday, Bob. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we spoke uh, in the parking lot. Well, yeah, you're right, and uh, had to help me in the building, as I recall. Uh, well, yeah, you you were not moving as fast as you do now. That's for no, sure. No, that is for absolute sure. But I, I want you to tell uh, our Eagle Hour listeners. Uh, a lot of them are guys. Uh, you know, I think they range in age from from young to old, like me and Kelly. Uh, but uh, some of just some of the the ways they can get involved in anatomy. I, you know what I think? I think the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing is to break the psychological barrier. Go to the club, first of all. Meet people at your club. Find out what programs are available for you. And you'll see that no matter your age, no matter your physical condition, there is a program at Anatomies to help you get on the right path. Pretty much. Um, and and we, we are a large facility with um, it's multifaceted uh, fitness club. So... Whether, you know, you're wanting to, to build strength or, or fitness or just a general tone, um, there's areas in the facility is subdivided into different areas. And these, you know, each area that is subdivided into are large. But a lot of uh, group activities that are, um, we call it Group X, um, and it could range anywhere from, from like a, a, a low-intensity type program which is very beneficial, uh, like yoga or a synergy, which is a blend of Pilates and and, um, and uh, yoga, um, all the way to, um, you know, extreme powerlifting and, and, and weightlifting and all that stuff. You know, we have affiliates that are connected inside our facility that you can get connected to regardless, uh, you know, if you're um, a member of Anatomies or not. Uh, FS Fit, they do a great job with CrossFit. That's one of them. But we have Encore physical therapy, we're proud to say, therapeutic relief. It does massage therapy, salon, aikido, martial arts, uh, robotics for after-school learning for kids. Right. And we we, we take, um, I mean, we have a space from infants all the way to seniors. Our gateway program mm-hmm. is a great way to get connected. If you're um, if you're a senior or you've uh, had mobility issues and you don't know how to get started because we have a, a degreed, you know, um, exercise physiologist that, that – 
you know, evaluates where you're at from a uh, health perspective and then helps to modify the programs to meet, meet your needs. So I guess, you know, the biggest thing is we try to find out what your trigger is and what's got you started on this path to begin with. And then we connect you to the things that we feel would be the best fit for you. Right. And here's what I think is, here's what I think is the most important thing for people to know about anatomies. You can be my age and you're not gonna you're not gonna feel real comfortable around twenty five year olds who are, who are working out all around you, and it, it, the, you're living different worlds. In anatomy, that's not an issue because uh, you can uh, find yourself a, a slot within your organization, for lack of a better term, that you're with people your age, people like you, uh, and it's just a much easier thing to do, Patrick. You're right, and until you come in, I guess it's it's hard to to understand exactly how diverse our community is. But I'm telling you, I mean, gosh, and and we've seen um, over the past couple of years, the post COVID era, I've seen a, a larger influx in young people, which is exciting because uh, that means they're starting this you know this exercise and health journey at an earlier age. But um, I mean, from from high school kids all the way to Heck, um, our our oldest uh, couple uh, that was with us, they moved to the coast not too far back, but they were 90 and 90, you know, and they came in uh, very consistently, you know. Um, it, it just really depends, you know, on what you do. Because I think when you find yourself connected to the exercise program that's going to benefit you, you look around and you'll be like, man, everybody in here is like me. Correct. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> everybody's exactly. on the same mission. Yeah. And that, that makes all the difference in the world, I I, I think. But, all right, Patrick, about to run out of time. How can people get in touch with you? And they could talk to you personally, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'd love to speak with them. All they got to do is uh, pick up the phone and call us, and that's 601-579-9555. They can go online, anatomies.com, and it gives you a pretty good snapshot of what we do. But the best way to understand is to walk in the front doors and let us roll the red carpet out and show you around, because we'd love to be a part of your life. I'm grateful for your friendship, Patrick, and I mean that sincerely. Bob's always a pleasure, man. You enjoy your day. All right. Patrick Irby, everybody, owner and operator of Anatomy's Fitness Club. Listen to what we bring him on every now and then to just remind our listeners who we care so much about how you can benefit uh, from a fitness program at Anatomy's. We're going to wrap up this week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour next. Southern Miss to the top. Fun radio show today. I want to thank my guest, Lee Roberts, good friend of ours and the ESPN Plus voice of uh, men and women's basketball, home games here at Southern Miss, and of course a great Southern Miss quarterback. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com gives us an update on the New Orleans Saints, try to keep you as informed as we can there. And my good friend Patrick Irby talking about fitness and health and we want everybody to be healthy, and uh, we want our Super Talk listeners, of course, to enjoy good health as well. All right, let me tell you about uh, Town & Country Cleaners. It's Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1983. 
They offer services including steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. You can visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location. They're across from USM, been there since 83 on Hardy Street. You can call them at 601-264-5920. And we've been talking this week. We, we just learned that the former Southern Miss baseball star Luke Reynolds is now the manager of D-Bat here in Hattiesburg, which is, of course, a state-of-the-art baseball and softball training facility, batting cages, instructions, uh, first-class facilities, great pro shop with uh, gloves and bats and all the accessories you need. And uh, most important, uh, it's a great place to take your children if they're into baseball and softball. You want them to enjoy success. You want them to be the best they can. Well, they'll get the best training available uh, at DBAT. And uh, Luke Reynolds, now the manager there, I'm sure Luke will be happy to talk to you and uh, fill you in on all the programs and uh, opportunities that await you at DBAT on Hardy Street. The Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. Man, so many people listen to it every month. We're very, very grateful uh, for the great numbers we get. Grateful, of course, for the folks that generate those numbers. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can simply tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and it'll be right there in your home. Recap, a great win last night for Lady Eagle basketball as they battle, I'm talking about battle, Georgia State, 82-75. The Panthers had an eight-point lead with four minutes and ten seconds left, and that's when our ladies went on a 10 to nothing run. And that had a great second quarter, too, holding a good Georgia State basketball team to eight points in the entire uh, second quarter of the game. And then go on, uh, the third quarter was even Steven, same number of points, and then the Lady Eagles pull it out in the end, and uh, what a big win, go 9-7. and seven. They're back in action before you can wink an eye tomorrow at 12 noon, doubleheader basketball game. Uh, the women uh, will be in action against uh, Monroe, Louisiana Monroe at 12 o'clock, and then immediately after that, as you heard Lee, if you joined us early in the show, it's posting as 2.30, we think it'll be 2.45, somewhere between 2.45 and 3 o'clock uh, by the time the men get underway. That's a huge game for them. They take on Troy, which I think right now is sitting in first place uh, in the basketball standings. Uh, so the men have an opportunity to really jump toward that lead and uh, and and knock Troy down. They actually got beat uh, by South Alabama, I believe, last night. And uh, they're in the middle of a road swing. So what a great opportunity uh, for the – Men to make up a lot of ground in the race for the uh, regular season championship if they could knock off Troy. Looking for a big crowd, a big atmosphere, but we want to encourage everybody to make that start at 12 o'clock. That's when the ladies play. They are every bit as deserving as any athletic team at Southern Miss uh, for your support. We really hope that uh, as many of you as you can will show up tomorrow at 12 o'clock and to root the ladies on, take a little break, watch all the Men teams, uh, men players get warmed up, ready to go, and then you can have an unusual Saturday doubleheader. The men, the women, a good Sunbelt Conference basketball is one of the great things about living here in Hattiesburg. And don't forget, lots of NFL football this weekend. Texas takes on Baltimore in the opener tomorrow afternoon. I believe that starts at 3.30. Should be a good one Saturday night. San Francisco and Green Bay from out on the West Coast. And Sunday, two really good games. Detroit will host Tampa Bay, historic that Detroit is hoping a divisional round of the playoffs. I'm not sure sure how many years it's been since that's happened, but a lot. And then Kansas City and Buffalo, that's always electric when those two play. 
Uh, weather's going to be cold. Kansas City's used to that. It'll be a great weekend of NFL football, and uh, we hope you'll enjoy that along with uh, Southern Miss basketball. Speaking of Southern Miss legends, Steve Knight is the winningest basketball coach of the state of Mississippi. He's a Hall of Fame member of the Southern Miss Athletic Department, played basketball and baseball, actually threw a no-hitter as a baseball player at Southern Miss. He's going to be on the show. He coaches William Carey University men's basketball. They're having a really fine year. We're going to have him on the show Monday. And then news broke yesterday that former Golden Eagle Shelton Gandy has been named the head coach of Meridian High School football. Reached out to him yesterday. Shelton's going to come on the show Tuesday and talk about his new adventure as the head coach of a really renowned and respected and and traditionally strong football program over in Meridian. And we're going to be working on other stuff. Hope to have a basketball coach on the show next week. And uh, we're going to be following both the men and the women, of course. And then we're just 27 days away from the opening of Southern Miss Baseball. Let me say that again. 27 days away from the opening of Southern Miss Baseball. How good does that sound? Hope you have a great weekend. We're very grateful to all of you that tune into our show every day. Thank you for that. Until next time, Southern Miss to the top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.